Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. San Antonio Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Ed Arnold delivers this download with one of the Alamo City's entrepreneurs and innovation leaders. I am so glad to be joined today by Randy Herrick, CEO of the Texas Research and Technology Foundation here in San Antonio. Randy, it is a pleasure to have you with me today. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you, Ed. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, visit with you this morning. Not at all. It is a pleasure. So the first thing I want to do is just tell the listeners today, like who you are and where you come from. We're a statewide podcast. So everyone in San Antonio seems to know Randy Herrick, but not necessarily everybody across the state. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks. You know, I've been in the medical field uh, for most of my adult career. I've done everything you can do in medical except be a physician. Started out in product distribution and some manufacturing, equipment leasing, medical office buildings, research, owned a hospital in San Antonio. And that was really the beginning of my association with TRTF in that TRTF was formed by General McDermott, Robert McDermott, who was head of USAA in uh, the real formative years for USAA, and he was quite a visionary. And right after we bought the hospital, I was a managing partner. He came down and said, young man, you need to be on my board of this new foundation. And I said, sir, I just grabbed the biggest thing I've ever grabbed on to, and I need to focus. And he said, yes, but you also need to be on my board. <laughs> so it was formed in 84. I went on the board in 85. Uh, and then we were gifted some land out in West San Antonio, about 18 miles out of town, about 1,500 acres to create a research park, city, county, put infrastructure in, and and I'm going to tell you this because it's an interesting part of the history for later. Hmm. Southwestern Bell ran fiber optics in 1985, uh, 18 miles west of town, <laughs> which was just unheard of. And so yeah. that's a testimony to the power of Henry Cisneros and Robert McDermott at the time. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it, and it's, it made, you know, so flash forward 35 years, the rooftops were finally growing out past us, but the idea of a research park was really had transformed from a, a private area where away from town, like Research Triangle, right. to urban environment next to universities, but really in that core urban environment where the younger people were hanging out more. Right. And so we made the decision we were going to monetize the park and then figure it out after Right. So we sold 400 acres to a single family developer by the acre. And then right after that, Microsoft came in and bought 150 acres by the foot. Yeah. And that changed our life. They put a million square feet of data center in. So this gets back to that fiber optic run. Oh, yeah. 30 years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> uh, it was just phenomenal. And so we've subsequently had several sales of land for data. And that has fueled us to take a fresh look at it. Around 2014, I decided that I was tired of where the medical delivery was going. And uh, under the Obamacare system, they hated middlemen and all my companies were in the middle. Uh -huh. So I sold everything and uh, 
it was about the time we had monetized, uh, had a good monetization out at the park. And uh, our chairman was getting up there and decided since we were successful and had money, he was going to re retire. Through some activity, I became chairman. And I said, we need to move downtown and we need to really do something. And that's how we identified the campus that we're on because it was in a, a part of town that really had been overlooked for most of my lifetime and really needed to be revitalized. We needed to focus on building it out, creating jobs so that people within this part of the community could see themselves in a good paying job, right? Yeah, right. So here we are, we're downtown, we're investing in this area and we're using uh, sales of a diminishing product to fund it. And so right. we said, okay, this isn't gonna last. Right. right. And that's about the time that John Sanzicos donated his company to San Antonio Area Foundation. Right. And we said, wow, what an opportunity. Because the second thing that we would talk about between myself and a couple of the directors was that San Antonio kept losing these legacy companies' headquarters right. outside the community and that we're not a big enough community. This gets back to our earlier discussion over other communities that haven't grown or in fact have regressed. Right. We said, we just can't see, it's too big an impact. And right. so we were already talking about how could we stem that right. and do right. something to keep them here. So over about a three month period, we came up with Community House. Fascinating. So yeah. Community House looks at legacy companies that are a generational transition that don't have the next generation ready, willing, able. You know, if you're 65 years old, your kids probably in their 40s up to early, late 40s, mm -hmm. they're established. And right. that's what we found in a lot of cases, they're going, no dad or mom, thank right. you for the opportunity, but I'm pretty good on my own. And the grandkids, you're gonna wait another 10 years. Yeah. So yeah. that's the slot that we find most attractive to say, Right now, they have a very narrow decision path. You can sell to your employees through an ESOP. You can sell to a competitor. You can sell to private equity or shut it down. Right. So we come in with a fifth option, and that is sell or give your company. We haven't had that happen yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> hey, we're always hopeful. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, But you could sell your company to community house. Right. The advantages are we're going to keep the name on it because we want to keep the legacy going. We take care of the employees because we're not putting lipstick on it to sell it. Right. right. We take the lifestyle, family lifestyle out of it, which uh, may or may not be there. And then we put it in a trust that gives us about a 40% tax advantage. And then the money that flows from that first goes to sustain TRTF and then to build up this economic development and social fund that we reinvest into the city. And it's just been a phenomenal model. Yeah. Um, we found a company two, three years ago, Allen & Allen. And I will tell you that there were a lot of tears in the room on our first meeting of how fortuitous it was for us to get together because he had already been through those first four things I was talking about. Wasn't sure what was left. Yeah. And so... <laughs> We never had a cross statement in the five months that it took to put it together. It was just, 
as he said, it was great to be first and terrible to be first because we were trudging new areas and right. making sure that all the lawyers and accountants uh, uh, were happy with what we were doing. Absolutely. And, but we purchased them and we did our assess analysis of it. And then really what we bring to the table with Community House is strategy and capital. Brad Wheelis is the managing director of Community mm -hmm. House. And Brad is a uh, M&A guy by training, but he's also an X's and O's guy. And so he went in and did the assessment on Allen and Allen. Then we put a 20% growth plan into place and grew 57% the first year. Fantastic. And he said, well, we're going to put a 12% plan in for the second year, and we grew at 46%. <laughs> so essentially, we doubled it, which was great for Allen and Allen, and we're opening in the Hill Country now. Excellent. But what it led us to was a really good process of evaluating companies and then going in where we just purchased quality fence and welding. How did that initial connection with Allen and Allen go? That's the thing I find fascinating, too, is who was beating the pavement to find someone who suited y'all so well? Well, Larry Mills, who's one of our directors and people outside may or may not know Larry, but he is Larry is a senior executive with the whole company. Honestly. and also with the Spurs. And he is the chief architect of their value-based leadership philosophy yes. that they bring forward. And so Larry also lived across the street from me. And so <laughs> we were first formulating this, what are we going to do with the money back in 2016 and 17? I engaged Larry to come in with our board and take us through a process of the art of possibility. Gotcha. And that was about the same time the Santicos things happened. So that as we were going through this with the board of what should we do with the direction of TRTF, Larry and I are having a sidebar conversation of his concept of how that Santicos thing could have been better. He and I had several discussions on it. And then we would go away and we would talk to wealth managers trust officers at the banks, accounting firms, to try to just mainly keep flushing it out. Right. Tell right. people about it. Get your feedback. What, what do you think about this? How would you see tweaking it? And then after a meeting that Larry had with the head of BDO, about two days later, we get a call that says, hey, I've got a customer of mine that I believe is a perfect candidate, and he's aware of what you're doing and would like to set up this meeting. And that's the first meeting with Buzz Miller at uh, Allen and Allen. So that's how we got there. That's the kind of thing the first one's kind of got to be, right? It's, it's yeah. very organic, right? It's very organic as you're figuring out how this process works and how it's going to go through. I love this idea in particular for San Antonio. Every city has lots of family businesses. Family businesses are, you know, a, a huge part of every local economy. But San Antonio, some of its most recognizable large businesses are family-owned businesses. And this community is just a wash in multi-generational businesses. They are all over the place. And I have been doing a lot of talking with some families and family-owned business recently. We have a program coming up that I've been talking to a lot of folks about it. And it is a fascinating time for it. And I think TRTF and Community House is hitting at exactly the right time in some ways, because I've been hearing so much about 
50 years ago, even if your dad owned the grocery store, you were probably going to run the grocery store, right? Yeah. That's, that's the nature of it. And I can't tell you the number of family owned business owners who say, I did this so that my kids will have the option to do yeah. this, right? So that they can follow me. I'd love for them to follow me. But the whole point of this for me was to create options for them, right? We in the community also have we want to see those businesses remain a part of our community. We want to see those employees not ship the profits out of town, not ship the, you know, to have not decision makers out of our community that we want to have them in. And community yeah. house seems like just the perfect way and such the right model to do. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you. And beyond what you've just said, which is absolutely on track, the senior management of these companies are on other nonprofit boards in town. They're on church boards, they're in the school districts, their families live, eat, play here. Exactly. And that's that influence that you you just can't afford to lose. That's right. So in some instances, it's a dollar impact, but in a lot of instances, it's in that emotional impact that is not self-serving. Well, maybe it is a little bit self-serving because when they're here and they're vibrant and they're in the community, other people who are looking at San Antonio to place their business come in here and invariably, Ed, we hear, this is the best place I've been in a long time. The people are so polite. Everybody seems happy here. I tell people I defy you to walk down the street in downtown and look confused and be a minute before somebody stops and says, can I help you? It's true. It's Those true. are little things that we as longtime residents don't really, we just think that's normal, right? <laughs> and people that come, the other guy from New Jersey comes in and says, why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's what but we anyway, that, <laughs> so, so that's really the impetus for push this. And I think ultimately uh, every community will create a community house type project. We're open book. In fact, right after we were starting this concept and before we had bought uh, Alan Allen, I was down in Chile because we incubate companies as part of our incubator accelerator from Latin America. Right. And so I happened to be talking to a gentleman who his family name was on the 42nd floor side of the building, and he happened to be head of the American Chamber. Oh. And so we were talking about things, and this idea of community house came up. And I was starting to tell him about it like I would normally do to see what people's, how they gauged it, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. And he stopped me and he said, can you hold right there? And I said, yeah. And he re- reached to the phone. And the next thing I knew, there were 16 lawyers in the room. You <laughs> start over. You know, <laughs> yeah. Let's get some notes a, going. <laughs> it's the same concept. Of, and it was greatly enhanced in Chile because he said the family offices in Chile only invest in themselves. So they're not out investing in other things. And this generation now, he said, all they know how to do is party. So he said, we're waiting for all of them to be sold to foreign nationals. It's something that will catch on. And we're open source. So we tell everybody, if you want to know more about it, just call me and I'll, I'll share all the information that we have. It's just, it's not for everybody. You know, when we first did it, several nonprofits came to us and said, how do I do this? Right. And right. at the very core of it, you have to be an economic development-based mission. Right, right. Or you're going to be guilty of what they call pivoting, where there's too much money coming in outside of your core mission, and you can lose your status. 
Randy Herrick joining us. Next, the challenge small business owners face in transitioning their company. When Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual, we know the importance of protecting your employees on the road. We create driving safety programs to help keep your people and your bottom line safe. Together, we can reduce driving accidents and drive Texas business forward. Business is safer, stronger, better with Texas Mutual. At Independent Financial, we know you work hard for your business. That's why we work hard for you. Ready to get down to business? Let's talk at ifinancial.com slash business. Independent Financial. Banking for business. Banking for life. These small businesses, there's a connection with their employees. These family-owned businesses, there's a feeling of responsibility for their employees that even if they could get one of those offers from the other options, you know, uh, a competitor will often buy you to shut you down or to fold you in or to lay portion of you off, right? Private equity is not going to treat your local employees with care, right? They may extend them. You might be healthy enough so that they all keep their job, but you can't guarantee anything. Oh, and your name's gone in a year. Exactly. Your name's gone in a year. I know that those owners, those families feel a responsibility to their business. So I've seen a lot of ESOPs over the last several years for that reason. And that's a, that's a lovely way to go. But there's a lot of businesses, that does, things like that just will not work on a structural way. So this really well, is a, more, more don't work than do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I appreciate what they're doing. And I like yeah. the sentiment that it reflects. But a lot of times it leaves a mess in its way. Yeah. We've seen that a lot over the years. Well, it's kind of interesting. That was exactly what led us to quality fence in that when we bought Allen and Allen, the first thing I do is I got with Buzz and said, let's go see your top 10 customers within the next two days Yeah, (laughs) and and let them hear it from us rather than hearing it on the street. Yeah. Yeah. So when I walked into the uh, Craig's office at quality fence, I looked around and I said, I've been here before. (laughs) <laughs> it turned out that he was the big customer of Allen and Allen at the time. <laughs> and so we had met early on. Yeah, so maybe. Craig had done exactly what you're talking about. He had gone out, he'd had three different groups looking at him. And he said, I just didn't like anything because they weren't taking care of my employees. I could see what was going to happen. Yep. And they were, they were just not going to take care of me. Yep. So he called Buzz and said, Tell me how this thing's worked out for you. And Buzz is still uh, on board with us and super happy about where we are. And, you know, sometimes when the seller sees it grow so fast, so quick, they get seller's remorse. Well, yeah. (laughs) Buzz has been very good and been involved in it. So he gets the effort that's gone into it to make it happen. So he was telling Craig Noto uh, just how good it was. So then we were asked to come out and visit with him. And he just said, look, you guys are going to probably get this cheaper than anybody else because <laughs> of the way you're going to treat it and treat me. Right. And we were a long time. This was a difficult deal for us to do because it was larger than what we had done in the past. And what okay. we were yeah. So Craig was very good about working with us when we pivot on trying to figure out, well, we think we can close it this way. And so when we finally did it, his business has grown about 15% while we were in these negotiations. And all I could think of is we got to close this thing quick because he's going to want more money. Yeah. But he's, I mean, our values on both sides showed up. We had this opportunity to build trust because right. we all move at the level of trust. Right. And 
Craig is still running the company as CEO. He said, we have no interest in moving you out if you want to be there. And his deal was, he's in his early 60s. I'll leave it there. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Said, you know, he said, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. And I don't want to be up against a wall of having to sell something when things are, he said, things are pretty good right now. I'd like to take my money off the table, but keep working. And so we said, well, that's perfect for us. Yeah, yeah reasonable. <laughs> you yeah, a executive right there. Exactly. Yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, so it's worked out that we're we're doing exactly that. And we said, we're going to do the assessment that we do. And in 90 days or so, we're going to bring our values in. And Craig's all excited about us doing that to start working with a senior team. And it's not that they don't have good values. Oh, sure. It's this value program that Holt does and that Larry brings to the table just accelerates it. It's so exciting to be part of it. That's and nice. so he's all all on board. And so, you know, the first thing I did was uh, I've visited five customers in the last two days and assuring them that, you know, the quality that you and the relationship you have is going to continue, that we're in the background. We're not going to change something that works but we're only gonna be here to, to do an outside assessment and then work with Craig to say, yeah, can we get some growth in certain areas and what's it gonna take? And we'll provide capital, we'll provide some expertise on our hand of evaluating things. And then we'll come up with a plan and uh, we'll implement it. And that's really how we work. Yeah. What was the reaction of those customers? I'm curious about that. Like what was- Super the positive. And then we tell the story of TRTF and what we're doing with life sciences and what we're doing with step into STEM with kids and creating a workforce. By the time we get through it, they're almost in tears. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm five for five that want to come down now and do a tour of our facility and get the full story. So, you know, the, the whole way through, Ed, is my focus on it is to make sure that everyone involved, all the way down to the receptionist at Quality Fence, realizes that she's not doing just doing a job, that she is creating opportunity for San Antonioans, for our kids and their kids. And once you get that mission rolling, we just picked up another 60 people, right? So right, right. now we have several hundred people out there with that mission and evangelizing it. Uh, it's only going to continue to get better. So we feel we're working at a higher calling and everyone that comes on board joins that. So, yeah, that's how you do it. Exciting. Culture people want to be a part of, right? That's yeah. how you, culture people want to be a part of. What is, you know, obviously you just made the deal for quality fencing. So we're, we'll let the stove cool down a little bit. But what's an ideal candidate if someone is in the sound of our voices and they are thinking, wow, this might actually be a solution for me or someone I know. What's an ideal candidate look like? I love the trades. I like basic core businesses that we can understand easily. <laughs> Goodness. And, and then it's really about service and making sure that you're doing the best job you can for your customer. I love customer focusing businesses that as opposed to a B2B, I really like getting in front of a customer who's toiling every day right. at his or her company and understands the complexities of it. And when they find somebody that cares about them comes in and does everything forward facing to help them, then we win. I love something that 15 to 30 million in sales is something that we can absorb. And I also like the model that 
we may be three to five years early for somebody, yeah. but it gives them an opportunity to take some money off the table. And yeah. we don't have to buy all of it. We just have to turn around and be the managing partner in order for it to qualify within the trust and everything we're doing. So it's a great opportunity for someone in the early 60s who says, you know, my wife wants me to spend a little more time with the grandkids and I want to fish a little more, but I'm really not ready to quit. Yeah. Yeah. But I can take some coins off the table yeah, and she'll be happy and, and I can go back to work or vice versa. Yeah. He'll be happy and I can keep yeah. working. That's the ideal thing. And there are tons of them. Oh, sure. There are so many. The problem you run into, and and we've offered to help on some of these. If you have a company that you're the key rainmaker, you're the key person, and there's not really a lot of, you don't think your company is worth what it could be because you really haven't developed Mm. the processes and Mm -hmm. staff Mm -hmm. necessary to carry forward without you. Right. We still like to talk to you because it may be that we can come in and do an assessment and help you develop that out to the point that then we would be a potential buyer. Well, that sounds about right. And I would say, bottom line, if you're a small business owner and you're getting close, TRTF can offer you a really great opportunity to have a nice soft landing for you and your employees. And I, I think Community House is a great organization. I can't wait to hear more about it in the future. Randy, thank you so much. Again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you, Ed. I always love the opportunity. You can tell we're a little bit passionate. Just a touch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. Learn more at ifinancial.com.